Hey everybody and welcome to Joyous Eclectic where we talk about the good and the bad and the bad and the good and the good and the bad and the bad and the good and the bad and the good and the good and the bad and the good and the bad and all sorts of music. I, uh, you guys know this, but nobody else would because you don't see me while we record. But uh, when you guys do the intro, I do a lot of finger guns. You do a lot of finger saying. guns. Hey, everybody, welcome to Joy's the Click. Yeah. I'm like, like lasers uh, bouncing all around is it the room. Sam, uh, something Sam, right? From uh, Swinging Sam. <laughs> Six shooter Sam. Oh man, Yosemite Sam. Texas Pete. <laughs> yep. The good old hot sauce. Right, good old good good hot sauce. <laughs> I actually really do like Texas people. Let's lot, get to it. Anyway. I don't know. Do, do we, do we <laughs> leave time this for the episode the, for the intro to come in? Yeah. Oh, well, I, okay, I cut cool. it out, and then that'll just I go. I always forget Parker's magic editing Woo-hoo! skills can do so much. I uh, when we first so the first couple episodes we weren't quote unquote family friendly because we had swears in there here oh, and there. Oh man, swears. Yeah. Ooh, and then nasties. I went back because we decided like ah, oh, it's just more fun to be you know clean. And so I went back in and edited that sounded them like out. a bad like uh, uh, shoot. What was it? Uh, the GI Joe PSA is like, hey kids, it's super cool to be really clean. Like, what? Now we know. We'll shower every day. Knowing is half the battle. Um, but yeah, so I, I edited out the swears and all that. Um, but I was also like. I, maybe people will want to watch me editing this stuff and so i did a like a live stream on instagram or whatever mm-hmm. and i think the whole time that i was there you guys showed up for a yes. second chad or maybe you didn't matt because you're stupid but what a chad dummy. definitely showed up I for a minute was there and then that. one other person showed up for a second but i could tell was like didn't mean to be in here <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> don't know how to disengage <laughs> yeah. from this they were just like going through their story and then all of a sudden yeah. it's live me and i'm like oh hey this person oh, and then she was just like eh, gone <laughs> I, was like, hey. I wanted to disengage because I didn't mean to be here I'm sorry I'm gonna go now uh, mm-hmm. yeah so that was just funny but yeah nice we're here that's, now. that's enough of my ramblings we are here and we're gonna do this thing we're gonna do this what thing. have you guys been listening to this week um so I have a little bit of a backlog with this because I Woo. listened to several newer things right at the end of the year um since our last episode but the first thing I'm gonna start with because uh, I'm only going to do one thing in this episode. I'm going to stretch it out over a few episodes smort, so I don't run smort. out of, of things. Smort. Uh, smort, <laughs> as we've all said now. Uh, <laughs> my the, So my buddy Seamus sent me a artist called Snail's House. Mm. And Snail's mm-hmm. House is a Japanese music producer slash kind of like... DJ sometimes he does some like chip tune kind of stuff hmm. and then he also just makes some really good music um <clears throat> specifically he sent me this album snow um that's on it's on Spotify and uh, if you wanted like one specific track it's 
probably Snowdrift is the thing that I would say to go and listen to right now because it's really just like kind of like the Japanese version of the album Leaf where it's just a lot of instrumental stuff That's with cool. some like you know bleeps and bloops and techno <laughs> drum stuff sometimes where he like love edits me some bleeps them and bloops. love me some bleeps and bloops love them. Um, just some like glitchy drum stuff every now and then and a lot of a lot of violins a lot of you know synths and, and everything just really good like very melodic music that's a, like I said, it's like a Japanese version of the album Leaf, and uh-huh. the whole album is extremely Christmassy, like or not Christmassy, wintry. It is like hmm. the encapsulation uh-huh. of a snowy day and just like winter scenes and all of that, and it's just wonderful and beautiful, and I love it. And it's really funny because most of it is very, very electronic and hmm. very groovy and just kind of that whole like synth pop kind of thing, and then. Like how, uh, really close to the end of the album, and I'm gonna find the name of that song real quick. Is a song called "Waiting for You, Waiting for You," um, and it's it starts kind of like with a what is probably a synthesized guitar, kind of doing this repeating pattern, and it sort of builds over that and has some like kind of real drum sounds out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then the next track, which on Spotify it's just a bunch of Japanese characters that I don't know how to read. <laughs> and I think there was a translation on the youtube track for it but i don't remember what it was but it was something similar to like like waiting for you waiting for you mm-hmm. um and it's the same kind of guitar part that comes in but slightly different and then like drums and bass come out of nowhere that's like very almost prog style <laughs> drum stuff and it was very just like what where did <laughs> this come from because none of the rest of the album is yeah, like that it's all just field. very groovy electronic music and then suddenly there's kind of a prog song happening mm-hmm. yeah and and it's i mean it's not like crazy technical or anything like that but it was just a a, a big departure into a very different style of music that i wasn't expecting on yeah this album. but it's fun i mm. i really like the album a lot and i think nice. it's definitely worth a listen that's cool what so, was it called again i missed it a uh, snail's house snail's house. and the snail's album's house. called snow snow yeah but it's just s-n-o and i think the o has like a line over it or gotcha. some sort of other weird character and i kind of completely skipped over my my yearly tradition of like listening to wintry stuff oh yeah <laughs> and I, I don't know i just don't i don't know didn't get into it this year yeah and now i feel like even though we're right in the middle of winter I, yeah <laughs> like, oh winter's over because christmas and is over Tennessee, winter's Tennessee over winter's weird anyways it like, is it was like 60 70 degrees last week so and then now it's cold again <laughs> yeah. and yep. like what's going on it it'll probably snow at some point and then maybe yeah. it'll feel like winter mid-february uh, it'll uh, snow again <laughs> as of having played the game octopath traveler the most wintry song so there's the frost lands in there there's like eight different areas it's like the river lands the woodlands the frost lands whatever um and in the frost lands like the frost lands theme that plays when you're kind of out in the wild there is feels like quintessential like perfect wintry tundra music mm-hmm. it's fun and everybody yeah. should go listen to it and it's also <laughs> like super pretty and kind of it's like it would be groovy if there were drums in there, but there's just not. So it has yeah. kind of like mm. a, the possibility of very groovy, but just, you know, kind of the absence of it at the same time. It's real fun. Um, that's not what I've been listening to last week, but I might as well then have. You're, then you're a liar. I, well, I am. <laughs> uh, no, so the other day I, this isn't going to be like a highly recommended one, but just uh, for context. And um, I went back and I didn't realize that, May's new single that had come out last year that I really liked and then they had another one and then they had like a weird little EP sort of a thing that I was like oh I guess those two songs were just part of this EP and then I didn't follow back up on it and it turns out they actually just had an album come out 
with those songs on it. So I don't really know kind of the <laughs> flow of what happened there. Yeah. But in any case, now there is a full album. I Oh, yes. And it's called um, Multisensory Aesthetic Experience, which is what May already stands for and has stood for for a while, which I feel like okay about. But then also uh, somewhat peeved that prior to that they had had three eps that were called morning afternoon and evening which stood uh, for mae which then they abridged into just w- instead of being three eps they turned it into one album of like 17 songs called mae mm-hmm. so i don't know i feel like kind of yeah. overusing that <laughs> yeah exactly and i i don't know it makes me feel a little bit uneasy about it but not that it matters at all but whatever (laughs) um but then the album was like the one song the first song that was a single five years uh five light years which Mm -hmm. i talked about almost ad nauseum at this point is legitimately a really good song and then their second single let it die was pretty good and then the rest of the album is just not great (laughs) like i was listening to it and it just a lot of it i don't know what it is like i would have to listen to it more to like kind of process through it. Um, and there's some okay songs. I would have to look at the titles and stuff, but the latter half of the album is better in my opinion than the first half, but it seems, I don't know either. Like, like it tried too hard or not hard enough for both at the same time. And like, mm-hmm. it's very odd. So in any case, um, as far as recommendations go, maybe don't, I mean, feel free to check out the whole album if you already want to, but otherwise not necessarily what you could check out though is, um, a, uh, we're going to be talking about some things today and this one almost made the list for today, but, uh, I didn't end up using it as one of the songs, but it's a jazz trio. Um, it's an album that came out in 2007. It's Michelle Camilo, who is, a like a Latin jazz pianist. And so it's uh-huh. just piano, upright bass and drums and the drummer's phenomenal. Um, and it's, it's pretty heavily Latin inspired, but it's not like, latin big band stuff because that can sometimes be a little bit obnoxious or whatever (laughs) i mean very fun yeah well i mean you know like if uh like uh i don't know it doesn't really matter not obnoxious but like just in your face and like bombastic bombastic yes Mm -hmm. thank you um whereas this is a lot more intimate a lot of the time and so it's just fun the album's called spirit of the moment by michelle camillo i haven't listened to any of his other albums so i have no (laughs) idea this one just was on my ipod because i my mom Mm. i guess had the cd and i put it on there back a bunch of years ago so i listened Mm. to it a whole lot at my last job uh so yeah that's what i'd actually recommend i'll definitely check that one out yeah it's fun yeah i love me some good Jazz trios. Mm-hmm. In fact, I love them so much, I might just talk about one tonight. Oh, with our howdy. super duper special discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you listen yeah, yeah, to this yeah. week? So this week, uh, I got around to playing a little catch up. Now that all the all the 2018 best of lists mm-hmm. are out, uh, I'm I'm starting to you know get around to the ones that I just missed out on. Um, and I by no means like discovered this music on my own accord. It's just stuff that like based on the things that I read and the things that I hear, people say, you know, oh, if you like this, you should go listen to this. So I'm finally playing some catch up. Uh, and one of the better albums that I've actually that came out in 2018 that I just found this past week, uh, and I've been listening to it nonstop was uh, Mitski's uh, "Be the Cowboy." Uh, so the artist, her name is Mitski. And I, I don't know much about her. I know she's a singer-songwriter, and I know she plays a whole bunch of instruments. But uh, she's had a couple records over the past couple of years, and I've listened to them sparingly. They weren't really my cup of tea, but she's a pop artist. 
And she put out this album last year. Um, it's called Be the Cowboy. And man, this album is super intense. Like it is really, really, really good and really well done. And like it, it's one of the albums this year that I've heard that that works really well as an album. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's not one particular song that you're like, okay, there's the single. Right. It's just like it's a really good cohesive piece of work. And I mean, this thing covers everything from power pop to a little bit of country. And just straight up rock, like there's a lot of really solid guitar going on in here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's and the the vocals are just insanely good, and the the lyrics. I mean, uh, yeah, we, none of us pay attention to the lyrics a whole lot, yeah. um, unless the song is like really asking us to do that. <laughs> really right. heavy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I just kind of got like sucked into the lyrics after hearing this the second or third time, and they're really good. Like they're they're really just i don't know it's it's hard to describe um but the album kind of delves into all sorts of different subjects uh, a little bit on the current you know political condition <laughs> and uh the feminism movement everybody's happy like with that. the po- current um, political yeah, everyone's happy with literally it. Yeah. everybody so i didn't i totally didn't get a youtube ad before one of my youtube videos today that was trying to impeach trump no not at all 100 i did i was like oh interesting oh wow <laughs> this country is better now than it has ever been at any time and you can quote chat on that oh no <laughs> but so I, I finally got around to listening to that and i've been kind of listening to it non-stop but the other album that i've been really digging uh because it's kind of a shorty but a goody is kids see ghosts which was the collaboration mm-hmm. album between kanye west and kid cuddy mm-hmm. uh, two artists that i have never really given the proper chance i like kanye west as an artist because i think he's got a really you know, he's got a scoop good, booty boop. Yeah, scoop I guess he's booty saying booty a lot booty. of cool things. Maybe not so so much in recent years, but like you know, College Dropout was one of my favorite hip hop records. Uh, shortly after that came out, not that I listened to a whole bunch of hip hop, but I you know I like Kanye and I respect mm-hmm. what he does as a musician and as a songwriter. Uh, but he put out this collaboration with Kid Cudi, an artist that I never really gave any sort of chance. And man, this album is weird to the max. Like <laughs> it's it's hip hop. Like there's no argument arguing that but it's kind of moving with this neo psychedelic <laughs> hip-hop movement that's yeah like uh who's the dude who put out the astro world i don't know i'll have to look that up but uh, like there's bougie roomington bougie probably roomington that, one. Yeah, that guy <laughs> probably um, that one. but yeah like uh, that's it's kind of hip-hop is turning t- to this weird trend of like adding a lot more samples that are super based in psychedelic music which i really like hmm. And I, but you know, while still blending a really coherent hip hop song to it. Um, and yeah, this, this album is, I think all in all 25 minutes long. Oh wow! It's, it's very short. Uh, and I think there's like seven songs on it, but it's really good and it's easily consumable while still being super seven, weird. Seven and songs it's, and it's only 25 minutes long. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's not, it, yeah, it's, it's not like the biggest album ever made they but it's it's really like each times. song yeah. should be on there because each song is kind of a kind of a great song yeah so if you if you're trying to get into hip-hop or if you've never really wanted to give it a chance but you like rock music or even maybe some psych music i strongly suggest listening to this like i said it's weird like everything mm-hmm. else i like these days but if you can get past so, some of the initial weirdness of it then uh, it's actually a really, really solid album. So two, two of the better albums that came out in 2018 that I'm just now getting into now. I'll probably have some more of those in the upcoming weeks because I'm just behind on all the wagons. Yep. So. <laughs> it is There is something about trying to get into certain things that's interesting where, like, I feel, there's... 
I don't really care one way or another particularly about hip hop. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. offend me or whatever. Like Ashley listens to it and it's like, oh, whatever. But at the same time, I don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if I wanted to pretty much at all, I could pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, just because like there's, I know there's a lot of good hip hop out there. I just like <laughs> don't really care. But yeah, I, don't I don't know. I think that whole thing's interesting. I think the more and more, the more music that I listen to you and the, the music that I get into typically is moving towards things that I like want to aspire to create mm. i think in a mm. lot of ways makes sense and for me hip-hop is never going to be something that i'm going right. to aspire to create um for a lot of reasons um mm-hmm. chief of which being i don't care about lyrics for the most part <laughs> yeah. and that's what so much of hip-hop hinges on mm-hmm. is good lyrical content mm-hmm. and i can appreciate that and everything but that I'm or like grooves i guess to well, some degree or whatever I think but with like, this newest generation yeah. of like up and coming hip hop guys, they're really focusing more on the production aspects of sure. the songs, like mm-hmm. the groove and incorporating real instruments and making it, you know, uh-huh. making a it a three dimensional song, song yeah. than yeah. just, you know, a beat with. But definitely lyrics. less in like melody, which I know is something mm-hmm. really important to, I mean, to me for sure as well, yeah. and to you, Chad, with what you listen to and stuff. And uh, I know, Matt, you hate melody. Yes. So. Everything um, about and I'm it. telling he her that you hate people her. named Melody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's where you went with that. Anyone who has friendship, the name Melody. Friendship. Well, don't we love it? <laughs> or Harmony. Yeah, look, I, look wait, why do people name their kids musical terms like Harmony? Uh, why is your name Harmony? So there's a woman that was like the daughter of a choir director my wife uh-huh. uh, sang with who named her, he, he named his daughter Tambor. Uh-huh. Tambor is yep. in a recording of uh, a, a the Chariot song that yep. has like a bunch of people, and she's a really fantastic. Wait, you harp- said that was your harpist. music teacher's daughter? It, not my, it was like Alyssa's choir director's gotcha. daughter. Okay, yeah, because I know Tambor. Mm-hmm. Um, because Camille played with yeah, um, mm-hmm. played yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot that she toured with them <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a lot shorter <laughs> connection. Like old Bimmy used to tour with this person rather than my daughter's <laughs> choir director's daughter is named. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But. What if her middle name was Ean? <laughs> <laughs> that would make me really happy and really mad at her dad. <laughs> like, you uh, made the best choice and I hate you for it. It's like, oh, I mean, you can love music. That's great. But like, I mean, come on. This is my son, Quarter Note. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. That's, saying, that's like a meathead naming his son, like quarterback <laughs> or something. This is my son, quarterback. He's a baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> Or just middle name Urbach and Urnote, but first name's Courtney, and you just shorten it to Courtney, Courtney Urbach. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney Urbach. I barely I know, know her. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, anyways. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we've been listening to yeah. this week. Pew, pew, pew. And now that's the stuff that we've got. <laughs> But anyways, now transitions are hard. Transition. <laughs> it's time to transition Zition. into this week's discussion. You're doing a great <clears> job. I'm so <throat> proud of you. Thanks. I've been Impressed. practicing my words yep. really yep. good yeah. lately. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, some things this week. 
that we've never talked about before. Surprisingly, never, not even I once. swear that we did an episode on this, but I looked back through it and we yeah. sure didn't. I know we just glossed right over it. Like it's been on the list of things to talk about mm-hmm. literally since we started the podcast, <laughs> yep. and somehow just never. Because we basically went for we got it. like kind of all your essential instruments out of the way pretty quick. Like it's keyboards and close pianos. Up the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the topic. We're going to talk about pianos and keyboards yep. and synthesizers and anything that has the ivory, the old ivories the old on it, ivories. the old ones and twos, or at least the like simulation of the old ivories. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although I think we still haven't ever talked about like guitar parts. We've done guitar solos. We've done guitar solos, but we yeah we have we not haven't done, done like guitar. You know that's really interesting. Yeah, just like riffs. Or yeah, bass parts. Like Which I mean, parts. honestly, I think part of the reason I've avoided this and because um, I, I think we did do bass lines. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Bass we did oh, bass I thought you said we haven't done. Oh, no, yeah. we did yeah, exactly. bass lines and drum parts. So. I feel like it's easier to pick out like cool drum parts and cool bass parts because like it's real when they're standard they're standard and yes. when they're not it's when like when they oh, stand neat. out it's noticeable right whereas, whereas like, every song has a guitar part yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so that's just like ooh, that's hard to like just pinpoint one down so I think it's been just kind of daunting and sure. same goes for keyboards where it's like if we're talking about just piano like specific mm. directions of it are easier to pick one or two but then once we're going into like okay every single pop song is like mm. pretty much based around keys yeah. or whatever you know in some every regard Adele song is basically just her belting <laughs> yeah. over a piano part i mean i would also yeah. argue that piano is literally the most universal of instruments that is it, it pretty much in, the in everything era. yes mm. it's in pop it's in rock country hip-hop it's in all the big genres. It's really yep. something that's not that's necessarily daunting. a specific sound, but the form factor of, yes. the, of the playable instrument. But itself. even just like the piano sound True. is yes. in just about every genre. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stand by that <laughs> statement. There's you'd be very hard pressed to find a genre of music that doesn't have a just a piano sound somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. like in a very normal way yeah not in like a, oh wow there's actually a piano here it's like <laughs> so, no that makes sense yeah. i don't know how you guys went about kind of picking what you wanted to talk about but i i could try to separate it into a couple different categories for for my own picks Same. and i mean i could have gone a million different directions <laughs> and picked a million different songs because there's just so much like oh, yeah. i couldn't even think of something that was like out of, it was just one of those moments where i was like I don't know. I know there's a million songs that I love that have amazing piano parts or like cool synthesizer bits or whatever, but I can't think of them right now because it's just <laughs> such an overwhelming task to think about that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I just picked uh, a thousand miles. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. Uh, a hundred years. Oh, just kidding. Actually, although both of those ones, like I. I I don't. I haven't had a piano of my own in a long, like mm-hmm. since I lived at home. Well, it was my mom's at that point, but I haven't yeah. <laughs> had a piano like to play. And those are both very fun songs to play. But that's not to say that they're like the Great. most amazing piano <laughs> yeah. like things I hate ever. A funny bit. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I mean, it's you know, it's iconic and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and that's not to, that doesn't mean it's bad because it's I mean, they're obviously great pianists that are playing that, but it's also not like well, stand it's like, out. It's just like picking a guitar riff. It's like yeah, you know, when you think guitar riff, you think of stuff like smoke on the water right. or you know or stairway to heaven or stairway right, to heaven. Yeah. it's like when you think of a piano riff you think of a thousand miles yeah. or like <laughs> stand by me or whatever lean on me or lean whatever that me, song yeah. is uh-huh. which is probably or the, the easiest thing ever to song. do the, yeah the rugrats theme. that's <laughs> a really good one yeah there you go oh it's man. just thirds the whole way up. i totally it meant is. to bring this i'm i just remembered the the song you made us 
right? The, this has oh, no bearing to what we're doing here at all. Yeah. I totally meant to bring my iPad with me. And I was going <laughs> to listen to that. Yeah. Did you actually do week, that? Yeah, I did. And it's horrible. It was <laughs> wonderful at the same time. I didn't record anything. I just... I um, did. I 100% yeah, recorded I something because I, I had a good joke. Play on so there's no the context for the listener for this. Oh, no, not at all. Please cut it out. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. You'll hear uh, next week there will be a thing and it'll be what we were talking about just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, <laughs> ooh, just had a vivid memory of that. Yep. Uh, no, it's okay. Most of, most of the way that I kind of like thought about it was like, okay, I'm gonna pick a person, and then I picked a kind of variation of keyboard, and then my last one was like a more specific part mm-hmm. of a song. Yeah. And so that way, it was kind of like I'm hitting all of the different facets of that that I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about. And I've seen one of your examples, and I'm so bummed I didn't take it <laughs> because I remembered it. And it's like, dang, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I might no. just start with that one then. I mean, um, you can do it. I'm, ge- I'm guessing that's the obvious one. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. There's a there's well, a one. Well, actually, just it like, could be one of two that's up there. Nah, I think it's the one you're thinking. Of. I, okay. This is really obtuse. Just yes. say it. All right. So I'm guessing. So is it the protest the hero one? No, it's not. Actually. Oh, it's not. It's the meat yeah. math one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll get to that one eventually. I'm not going to start with that one in any case. That's I'm going to start yeah. with. Um, so it's I have two that are kind of going to be in contrast to each other a little bit. Um, one is dogs can grow beard. The dogs can go. You got it, champ. Dogs can grow beards all over mm-hmm. by the Devil Wears Prada, have which I is done that rant on this show before. Um, on yes. this song specifically, I, or the no, Devil Wears Prada I in general. I just used to reference them as like. The keyboard facet of yes, their band as right. being my main frustration yeah. with them. Honestly, it's you're not wrong at all. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But so I'm contrasting that with uh, the song Limb from Limb. And I just grabbed the instrumental one because why not? It just makes it easier. Uh, by Protest the Hero. And so the the facet of that is keys in metal bands. Yep. Um, and specifically, I have a close tie to this because the band I was in in college, uh, our friend Joe Dorsey played the keys and is fantastic mm-hmm. and like actually had solos and stuff mm-hmm. and knew what he was doing and it sounded good and it like it helped Added. move the song along. Yeah. Um, whereas then other bands we play with, because most of the bands we play with would be like hardcore, metalcore bands, whatever. Um, and every once in a while, they'd have a keyboard, and it would be kind of the contrast between these two songs, where they'd be doing the Devil Wears Prada thing, where the keyboard player in there just like he's there to dance, he's there to dance, and, and like the keyboard. Every there's now and a couple of times that he'll do some smack. like there's some kind of piano-y songs, and honestly, it's like really obnoxious. Not it's it's just not great um but then there's songs that are more like this one where there's like a little keyboard bit that's in there for a second um so i'll just go ahead and play it and then we can talk about it from there i'll say this is dogs can grow beards all over by the devil wears prada That's, uh, that's yeah. the doors. I mean, I, also they got better at, in my opinion, they just got better as a band over sure. time, and now they're a much more mature band. Except they actually don't even have a keyboardist anymore mm. um, because they realized they were paying him for no <laughs> reason. There's, I mean, I, I'd be interested to go back and like check out how many songs there's like a beneficial part 
from a piano part, but like most of the time, just not. Um, I just well, remember seeing videos of them and like their keyboards would literally like yeah. be punch dancing, yep. slap the keys a couple <laughs> of times, go back to dancing and then like put one hand on and play a chord for a minute yep. and headbang while he was doing that. The thing that frustrated that me the most, the yeah, the bands that we'd play with that would be kind of more along this line would, um, their keyboardist would have it on like a, what's the term? Like a slicer kind of thing where like, I'm like, guys. And that was like their breakdown or whatever. was like, Sort of, the, sort of bringing in the whole uh, uh, EDM vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that was, I mean, there was a lot of that kind of crossover at some point, too, with mm-hmm. other bands like, uh, trying to remember, Enter Shikari had some of that, and mm. I don't know, some other bands. But in any case, yeah, that was always a little bit just annoying and frustrating. So here's, here's my thoughts on that song, yeah. having never heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> That was a big hunk of doo doo. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Really? That sounded like something you could find on like Garage Band right well, now. Well, so here's well, and that's the thing is like this is kind of was at the beginnings mm-hmm. of yeah. this kind of like metalcore, hardcore kind of stuff. So it was the reason it sounds like what it does to us now is because it was. Kind of part of starting that trend up or whatever. So like all the bands that we've heard doing stuff like this is not because of this band specifically, but like eh, kind of. They were the early adopters. Yeah, for sure. So they, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that that the Devil Mm. Wish Prada did before other people did. Just their keyboards wasn't their strong suit. No, not at all. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and like again, I really like them in general. um, But yeah, that's that's just not one of the things. So by contrast, uh, and more along the lines of. Well, and this one isn't even like they have. So, Protest the Hero has uh, has keyboards and stuff, and it's really well done a lot of times. And in this one, it's like a keyboard solo kind of bit, but it's also definitely not played live in the thing. Like it's sure. programmed in because it's yeah. it's almost supposed to sound kind of like a Game Boy sort of, where it's like very uh, sort of bit crushed. Yes, almost. right, yeah. that kind of thing, and like quantized and stuff like that. But still, it shows like an aspect of skill, and like here's some well, musicianship. It's mm-hmm. like they they composed that yes because the guitar players are very knowledgeable about, yep. about what they're doing like yes protest the heroes music is crazy and it's very proggy mm-hmm. but if you listen to them talk about their music they're like yeah we got inspired by like rock and, and then <laughs> yeah. you know we were listening to this it's list not like thing. they just like yeah. came up with like this thing oh this happens to be oh, in 1714 right. yeah. or whatever it's like they're they very thoughtful about yeah. what they're doing so yeah so here's uh here's a little bit into limb limb from limb by protest the hero some chiptune influence like some of the little like fast yeah uh-huh. stuff. So that's like classic chiptune yeah especially right at the end that yeah. kind of thing yeah, yeah, like yeah. 
Yeah, very <laughs> cool. Nine. You. <laughs> I liked it. I thought that was way more cooler. <laughs> way more yeah. water cooler. Yeah, no. The and the other one, I think, probably in context of the song, might have sounded. I don't know. I'm curious, you know. But um, if you yeah. want another good example too of uh, uh, like hardcore post early post hardcore band with a really great keyboard player, mm-hmm. Chiodos is actually I was about a great to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bradley Bell is a fantastic pianist mm-hmm. and like actually does play piano a lot, right. like as part of the songs yep. so you'll have like a lot of chuggy guitars and stuff like that and then just a piano in the background that it's like wow he's really doing a lot back there yep <laughs> dang yeah and there's like um chris dudley in under oath i think ends up like he plays keys but honestly seems like he more performs the role of almost like a dj yeah, in like some ways samples and yes stuff. exactly yeah. triggering samples that are like you know helpful to the song but it's not sure. like he's playing a piano part mm-hmm. most of the time yeah. and like sometimes he is but also a lot of times you'll see the like hold one key and like sure. head banging around yeah. and stuff which is yeah. always kind of silly but yeah is so there's a whole range of stuff but just uh, you know I talk about metal. Here we are talking about it, doing that thing. So <laughs> I want to bring that up in kind of the two, you know, ends of that. And there's plenty of uh, other artists that do even better jobs or worse jobs than mm-hmm. either of these. But you know, yeah. whatever. There we go. So that was that one. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'll go ahead. Sure. Um, so I was. I I really can't talk about piano without talking about Ben Folds because he's amazing and Dope. in my mind he is one of the greatest piano players of our generation. Like he's just incredible. He mm-hmm. has such an amazing amount of talent and such a amazing level of, uh, songwriting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he's just one of those guys who can write a song about literally anything. And it's just amazing. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, this subject sucks. I hate <laughs> that you wrote a song about this, but damn. <laughs> 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 But dang, if it isn't catchy, like it, it just, he really can write a very catchy and very impressive song just about mm-hmm. nothing or about his life experiences. Like he is very good at writing very sad songs too, just about like sad situations and stuff like that. But at the end of all of that, he is an incredible pianist. He just has such an amazing amount of skill to do so many things at the same time and still play amazing piano parts Mm -hmm. um and like orchestrate crowds and do just a whole big showman thing i don't know he's just a really amazing guy but i i wanted to pull a little bit of uh, a song off rock in the suburbs called the ascent of stan and so we're gonna listen to the beginning of it that's more just like a straight piano part and he's gonna kind of sing over part of it and do fun stuff and then the end of it the song just changes a lot by the time it gets to the end of the song so i was gonna like show a little clip of that cool but yeah this is the ascent of stan Like that big stand. Stand. That does not work for me in any other context, <laughs> but it kind of works for me in this. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's just really funny, and 
seeing that piano part written out Mm -hmm. it makes no sense i don't understand how he plays Mm -hmm. that yeah it's it's funny because like last week we were talking a little bit about kind of funky stuff and how Mm -hmm. funk always has like a silly sort of aspect Mm -hmm. to it i feel like the more controlled and and more talented you are as a musician the more room you have to just do stupid (laughs) silly things like like whisper sting but that's kind of like his whole shtick like a lot of his songs are very goofy because he'll have i think i played a song of his recently Mm -hmm. or not recently uh, it was a while ago 15 years ago 15 years ago uh it was at some course of this show um talking about the the song uh, normal illinois yep. mm-hmm. and on his way to effington yeah it's yep. that whole song like just he, he's making a bunch of a bunch of effing jokes yeah. and it's just really funny but he's still an amazing musician like it's yeah. a very good song uh-huh. about stupid stuff and <laughs> i don't know he's he's very funny and, i wonder with the piano thing like that because you were saying like it's hard to see it written out and uh i wonder if it's one of those things where like you know how there's something where it's like you just kind of do it and yeah. it just makes visually sense it's way to you, more complicated. But then as soon as you write it out for somebody else to try to figure it out, it's like it's it makes more like mechanical sense than mm-hmm. it does. You know, sure. it's a little bit like um, I wonder if Charles Schultz. No, he he wrote yeah Garaldi yeah Vince Garaldi when writing Linus and Lucy. It mm. felt really natural to him to do with all of the baseline and all that stuff because playing it is not no, like no. well playing it the way that he plays yes. it is not playing it the, the right way, way is, most people play it yeah. is not the way that he plays right. it either yeah, yeah um, no but with all the like upbeats and offbeats and stuff yeah, it's like yeah. goodness yeah no <laughs> it, it is definitely a lot more he's got a lot more touch than most people yeah. playing his song yep. do um, yeah. It's crazy to think about that. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. But no, yeah, Ben Folds is really amazing. He wrote and played pretty much everything on this album and like several of his earlier albums. And I, I just feel like he, he really kind of rose to fame a bit more in the like mid late 2000s and everything. Mm-hmm. I I just feel like he deserves everything that he got because he, he really is an amazing musician and songwriter. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's just super cool. Oh, nice. So he did a tiny desk not too long ago, and mm-hmm. he straight up burns that piano down. So he's also a, wait what? <laughs> not not literally, but literally like, burned it. He just the dude's a lot. I was gonna of make a to carpentry watch. joke at first because <laughs> he did a tiny desk. Because then I was like, wait, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, we're just huh. we're just full of them on this show. Aren't we? <laughs> we're pretty randy coming off of like a month and a half and not doing the podcast. Oh boy, <laughs> so many jokes. Yeah. Take me home, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I want to say a lot of a lot of times when you when you see or listen to those piano players or even guitar players doing that kind of stuff, that's not it. Can't be written. Like, mm, uh, how much yeah, of that right. stuff are they? I mean, like, look at any jazz pianist. I'll talk oh, about gosh, it a little yeah. bit later. But yeah. like, yeah, any jazz. Well, you can pianist, talk about it right now. I'll talk about <laughs> it right now. Shoot. <laughs> I'll go out of order. I don't care. <laughs> Girl. Break the rules. Yeah, sure. I'll talk about my jazz one. I picked Bill Evans for my first one. Yes. Bill Evans. Bob Evans? Is the Bob Ev- <laughs> I picked old Bob Evans pancakes. Oh, and sausage griddles. I, I always think of his instant mashed potatoes. <laughs> Do I don't know. I've yeah, never been to a Bob Evans. Store. No, no. I, I, I don't even think there is a Bob Evans anywhere close to where we are locationally. No. But you can get their instant mashed potatoes uh, in the store. Orville Redmacher, though, right? Orville Redmacher. Right? Okay. Uh, Country Croc? I don't know. Who discovered the... Pop socket. The pop socket. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He he discovered the pop socket. He just found it as a later used. It was just in the ground. Yep. So this is the time of the podcast where we branch out into other (laughs) categories. Did you know? Science and the the maths. 
I like, okay, I mean, I've said this to other people in life. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast. My brain sometimes says things before my, or my mouth says things before my brain, brain catches does. Up. And I enjoy it a lot because sometimes I'm, it's as much of a surprise yeah. to me as it is to anyone else. That and that cracked me up because I really do like the pop socket. I hadn't socket. thought of it. The idea that Orville Redenbacher invented the pop socket. <laughs> discovered them. Discovered them. Excuse me. Uh, What's a pop socket? That's the little like poppy things on the back of phones. Yeah. Where you like, uh, oh. and you okay, like, hold, yeah. they're real, I thought like, you completely just made that up. <laughs> You know that that sounds really marketable. It's, I think uh, you should... shoulder sockets that just come out and come back in really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. That now that's an invention. so Bill Evans. So the Bob Evans trio. Uh, they, yeah, they were a, a jazz trio in the fifties uh, and sixties for the most part. I think they continued to tour and play up until around the eighties. But yeah, Bill Evans wrote most of his music back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's credited as playing piano for countless jazz musicians. But he had his own trio, uh, and it was just yeah, drums, piano, and bass, and all the musicians were fantastic. But he's probably the greatest jazz pianist aside from somebody like Thelonious Monk, who's just on another level of <laughs> amazingness. And I almost went with Thelonious Monk, but then I was like, I can't talk about him because I don't like I don't <laughs> know above your pay grade. <laughs> I love my pig <laughs> to sit there and be like, pretend I know what Thelonious uh, yeah. Monk is doing. Uh, that dude, if you don't know anything about him, he used to just get on stage and pretend like everyone else in the world, like even his band, didn't exist. And he would just play piano to whatever, like improvise whatever he wanted. And if you were in his band, you better just read his mind and do what he's doing. <laughs> just keep up. Because, Ooh. yeah, like there was no planning. And he just, I don't know, he's on a whole different level. He's an alien from outer space. But... <laughs> Bill Evans is a human being uh, who just happened to be very, very good at playing piano. Uh, <laughs> much like space. Vince Guaraldi, uh, some of the stuff you listen to of his, you're just wondering, like, okay, he's got two hands, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's only got They're two hands. They're still connected to his <laughs> one body, correct? Like, yeah, he's, he's there's, not like, a, there's yeah. not like a kid sitting on the bench next to him, like, playing the easy parts while he <laughs> just does the complex <laughs> One sad yeah. one-armed kid that literally does nothing but play the left-hand <laughs> yeah. part. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love going back what and listening to like, visual. there's, if you want to get into his music, there's countless albums on Spotify of, of his, and it's just like live recordings from like the village and, you know, mm-hmm. New York, man, I would have loved to seen like just a small jazz show mm-hmm. in the sixties in New York city when everyone was smoking <laughs> and mm. on cocaine and on cocaine, <laughs> most likely, definitely likely. Uh, but I, I, I decided to pick one of the, one of the songs, just one of the many, many songs that his piano playing really shines through is called 12 tone tune or TTT. And I think there's four or five different studio recordings of this. And there's at least a dozen live recordings and each one is pretty different. Hmm. I just, picked one that was like from a live show because the live shows are always better in jazz live is always better than studio recorded but um listen to a little bit of the song and just try and like just try and imagine how any one human being could play that with 10 fingers (laughs) and you'll be completely blown away so this is 12 tone tune by the bill evans trio
What a mess yep. of hot garbage. <laughs> I will say, I think this is this kind of jazz is mm-hmm. also why a lot of people who don't or who think they don't like jazz don't like jazz. Yep. And I, yeah, <laughs> this is not the approachable version. No, of jazz. certainly not. <laughs> By no means. And I, yeah, I was definitely going to bring that up because <laughs> this, if you've never ventured into that genre of music, don't start here. Um, also, yeah. when you this, said, yeah, it just I was going to. I was just gonna say when you said uh, the song is called the twelve tone yeah. uh, tune tune I was like if it's not an atonal song yeah. I'm going to be dodecaphonic come on but it, I don't know if it is specifically I think yeah because dodecaphonic is where you were it's a twelve well, it's tone like a to- twelve tone yeah. row or whatever yeah, exactly you, you pick out like the series of notes and then you do that over and over yeah yep. or like yeah you can't go back to a note until you mm-hmm. hit all the other ones yeah. or something like that. Um, but no, this this kind of uh, piano jazz is why I can fairly well pretend that I'm very good at piano <laughs> to unbeknownst people. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I, I've perfected the art of faking this specifically f- very well 50% of the time. <laughs> where like, yeah, 60% of the time, time works, it works every, every time. time. No, honestly, it's really fun to just sit down and like, and like figure out times where especially like having the prior piano knowledge comes in handy mm-hmm. where every once in a while you get to a close chord and resolve yeah. it just for a second to show like, I know what I'm doing. And then the rest of the time, like, it's like, yeah. makes no sense. Cause I've had a lot of people where I did that around them just to mess with them and for fun. They're like, wow, did you memorize that? I was like, I mean, it's my response would have been play it again. I'm not going to lie. And then just don't. Did you memorize that? Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Took a, took a lot there. I did. I did a lot. Did you see those fingers moving around? But, uh, yeah. Go on with all your actual thoughts about this. Yeah, my, so my actual thoughts about this is, is just that, yeah, this is a pretty insane and out there piece, uh, but it's it kind of just all throughout is, is sprinkled with just little bits of, like, wait, you know, that's not, there's no way that that's just two hands playing mm-hmm. that, and I just really appreciate that. And also, just listening to the full band, like, completely in sync together, even though, I mean, yeah, this is an atonal piece and mm-hmm. all that mess, but, like, rhythmly... Uh, Rhythmly, rhythmly, rhythmesque like, rhythmesque like. I mean, like, if you're listening to the drums, like, they're just hitting everything that like yeah. Bill is doing, like, with his left hand, yeah. and it's all just it's all syncing up so well. Yep. And that kind of jazz is just insane to me. The the <laughs> fact that any three musicians on the planet could do something like yep. that and have it synced up so perfectly. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is the kind of thing that to me, it's not background music jazz by any no, means but would not. be great to, but would be great to see live oh sure. like because yeah. then it's it's like a show where mm-hmm. it's you know above your pay grade you have no idea what's yeah. going on you're yeah. like that's a lot of cool stuff right mm-hmm. there but listening <laughs> to it is like impressed. not yeah. particularly relaxing or <laughs> yeah. whatever no um, um but, yeah. but that's not to say that that this trio doesn't have that right. kind of music because sure. they really do in fact most of their music is yeah. pretty counterintuitive of this showing off yeah this is this is more or less a show-off piece of like we're actually super competent and we know exactly what we're doing and we're better than you yeah Uh, (laughs) the part that we ended up actually we skipped around a bunch to try Mm -hmm. to find the right bit to show and the part we ended up showing i feel like wasn't the most impressive it was a part where everybody was doing stuff together Mm -hmm. because everything else was a bunch of solos for the most part um but that part we were just like oh everybody go together and that's the trouble with with a piece Mm -hmm. like this is just finding that one bit that's like 
above the rest or like i, I don't know it's finding yeah. a good example of right what you want to because it's not like you can there. show like one of the three courses that's the yeah. same yeah. <laughs> yeah you're just showing like nothing really like, which the of same this at all really this song. represents the rest of the song yeah. oh it's all different so <laughs> none of it not yeah. really many motifs going yeah, no. on here. <laughs> yeah. But um that was that yeah. was my first pick Nice. My other two will definitely be a little more down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> One yep. might be in the sky, but we'll get to that. Uh, whatever. Uh, you want to take a break real quick? Come quick back and break. do all of our second and third ones? Quick Noise. break. Long break. Hey, welcome back. Hey, Hello, welcome back, everyone. Welcome, back. Hey, welcome, back. welcome to the big show. I was, uh, I was listening to last week's episode, and I noticed the transition. There was like nothing in between it. Yep. Nice. So it's like, we're going to take a break, and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, I've I've taken less and less time to do the editing processes of these, um, just because that's what's happened. So, yeah, I used to like, I would just record a little thing real quick, uh, but now I don't do that. Now the break mm-hmm. is literally just for us to take a break and not uh-huh. for the audience to get a break, because it's not like we have any ads between between it or anything so yeah. whatever so if you have something you want us to say during that part that's true we'll, making we'll fake do it ads. <laughs> everybody buy a hershey wood hot dogs uh, yes yeah. hershey wood hot dogs uh, the hot new trend <laughs> <laughs> we just watched a youtube video in the break um my wife's just gonna kidding. shake her head in disappointment when she realizes <laughs> good job Alyssa. good job she has definitely seen that video a Ooh. few times um so, yeah, so piano parts. Piano parts. Piano parts. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and go to my next one. There's bass strings, and there's higher strings. That's and there's accurate. The actual keyboard and like yep. the action of the mm-hmm. keyboard. And then there's I, uh, I've tuned one piano in my life, yeah. and it was... Well, you got it wasn't the, the best, you got but the it was all right. You got the ones, yep. you got the twos. The piano did turn out better tickles. when I was nice. done than when I started. That's so good. I felt okay, okay. about Positive that. Motion. And I only broke one very, very high string. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It was uh, mm. within the top uh, octave or half octave or so. Mm. Real tight. snapped. And Real tight. Real tight string. That happened. Yeah. So I do remember also when I first started playing guitar in like seventh grade. Like, it's painful to think back to this, honestly. I was like, I wonder how high this string can go with the high E string. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I guess I thought it would just stop at some point where it's sure, like, yeah. you can tune it up to <laughs> G, and uh-huh. then it'll say, no more. So and it'll, just, come out. <laughs> it'll be fully no, tightened. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I guess I thought some it was like a, like a screwdriver, where like you can only t- tighten it a certain oh, amount, yeah. and then it... It locks. Oh. I guess that's what I thought. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that's not what happened. Instead, it just popped on up. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> what you doing there? And it cut his eye. And to this day, he has to wear an eye patch. It's true. I you also, all have never seen Parker, so you don't know. But he wears an eye patch. Yeah. He wears an eye patch. Have you guys... Uh, what patch. was it? The Haunting? Was that? It's an. It was like an Owen Wilson kind of horror yes. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't watch the whole movie, but wow. there was a part towards the beginning. Wow. wow. There was a part towards the beginning where in the house there was a zither or a piano or something mm. where a a string snapped and like popped somebody in the eye, and that freaked me out. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I so can, I can see that. seems uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So speaking of pianos and zithers and pianos, um, I've got two more, but the one I'm going to do first is specifically still piano esque, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to being synth in any way. Synthies. And so I've talked I, in not in a while, but fairly often when I did about Pliny, Pliny, mm-hmm. whatever, and because Pliny is great, <laughs> Pli- Whiny Pliny. Uh, so this is off his third EP, um, "The End of Everything." The song's called "Wombat Astronaut Beyond Perfect. the Burrow," mm-hmm. and it's 
honestly, it was my alarm clock for a long time, and it's such it's just a pretty song, and I love it a lot. But so he wrote it, and there's a couple other songs that he ha- he's had a keyboard player or a piano player uh, like write with him mm-hmm. named I think Luke Martin, um, and he plays the piano real good. So here's uh, yeah, here's this song, and then I mean, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know what it's like, you know, progressive, not even metal, but kind of or whatever, but like. Look, everybody's wearing hoods except for me. <laughs> I feel left out. I just wanted to be in the club. I mean, I've got my hoodie right behind me. It's just not on. This me is good I'm audio. <laughs> yeah, it's very good audio. I'm. It's being visualized very well. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, the, I put my like hood on, metal. and <laughs> Chad followed me. Mm-hmm. I did. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. All right, so here we go. Wombat astronaut beyond the burrow. Here's my one problem with that song. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that song. I mean, I've heard it before, but like yep. in instances like that, when the piano is just like takes over and then mm-hmm. you got like the subtle guitar in the background, I just don't like when the drums come back in. No. <laughs> I, it, like I wouldn't care what kind of song it was. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm already, I'm being carried away. Like I feel like I'm being uh-huh. whisked away on a cloud by this beautiful piano. And then the drums are like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, stay away, you. <laughs> um, <like> yeah. <laughs> you. Get back outside. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense too because the drums are still being processed like prog metal. Yeah, drums really compressed. Yeah, and like, I mean, they're honestly, I feel like it's done pretty well for what a lot of other stuff. Like, it's not as clicky as I feel like a lot of other drums in this genre can be. It Mm. feel they feel more organic than that, but it's still like. You know, yeah. as opposed to like almost like an '80s sort of like yeah. gated reverb sound, almost. a little bit, yeah. Where it's you know it's pretty processed mm-hmm. and stuff. Whereas the piano, honestly, one of the things I was going to say about it is I feel like the downside of piano and a lot of metal type stuff is it feels really bright, really mm-hmm. like because it has to cut through the mix or whatever. Yeah, sure, um, it's really such bright, a, like, fairly wide ranged instrument. Yeah, which is very hard. On to it, fit. Uh, between the buried and me, I feel like always feels like. They are in, on purpose recording with a keyboard piano, yeah. like keyboard with a piano patch yeah. rather than a live piano for the purposes of maybe continuity because they've got the money. Like they're a pretty sure, well off metal band, but um, maybe for the purposes of continuity between live and stuff because like they're not bringing a real piano with them. It's oh, a no, keyboard. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I can figure. But like it doesn't mm. sound awesome when the piano is just by itself, whereas in this like that sounds very sound good yeah dope like yeah. and it's just it's great because i think it's i mean i don't know enough about pianos and their sounds exactly but it sounds like either like uh an upright or a baby grand or something like it's not mm. a full 
grand and sure. so often i feel like things are trying to emulate that like full grand sound it's like you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh, whereas this one it's a lot warmer and stuff yeah. so there's still a good amount of like reverb to it that makes yeah. it sound like it's being played in a hall or yes. something like yeah. that which yeah. is nice mm-hmm. it's like the uh it reminded me of a lot of the sound that you get from like the breath of the wild soundtrack oh yeah. just that super warm <laughs> like bright piano really sparse. it's really sparse yeah. I love breath of the wild yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's part of what makes piano so universal is because you can just turn it around and get a completely like dark and like yep. monstrous tone out of just a grand piano or oh, yeah, like a sure. baby grand yep. or anything like that. Yeah, oh. pianos are, I mean, honestly, just the fact that it's such a, it, it's the most straightforward instrument to understand on the front mm-hmm. end, but then mm-hmm. also has such a high learning curve oh, sure. of like, it's kind of like, uh, like skiing, I feel like, mm-hmm. where like understanding the basics of skiing like you can kind of get it pretty quick uh, to yeah. be able to just bunny slopes or whatever but then like getting really really good at it, it's going to take a really long time mm-hmm. um and piano is kind of just the same way yep yeah there it, the difficulty curve isn't really like a straight line yeah it, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's pretty easy in the beginning and then you're just gonna not improve for years <laughs> you're not gonna feel like you're improving for years yeah. and uh-huh. then suddenly you're gonna be amazing 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 mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. so I guess we're moving on. Yep. Uh, my next on. one is less of a song and uh, an artist and more about just a keyboard itself uh, mm-hmm. because I think there is a... No, I know there's a specific keyboard that probably most people have heard and not really really either thought about it or realized or thought that it wasn't anything significant um, and that is the Fender Rhodes piano. Fender mm. Rhodes. Is that the only keyboard Fender makes? So yeah, it's the only like major keyboard that Fender made, and really, it wasn't even Fender that started it. It was the Rhodes, and then Fender bought. Ah, uh, okay, the Rhodes, that explains it a lot. Because I always, yes, and I never made that stuff. connection that it was Fender. I just always thought mm-hmm. of it as Rhodes. No, yeah, um, it is but, yeah. Fender Rhodes. Right? Yeah, um, for sure. It like the Fender logos on there. Um, but anyways, so the, it is a mechanical keyboard it is not a synthesizer it i mean a lot of synthesizers have that patch now because it is a very iconic Mm -hmm. sound Mm -hmm. um if you've ever seen on a keyboard where it had like a suitcase piano sound Mm -hmm. or anything kind of related to that it was probably emulating either a Rhodes or a whirly Um, can you explain the difference between a mechanical keyboard of course i can synthesizer yeah so synthesizers use sound cards to literally synthesize sine waves and like add and subtract certain frequencies and oscillators to produce a sound so when you buy like a nord electric keyboard there is no moving parts inside of it other than the keys that you're pressing on and a sound chip is actually producing the sound that you're hearing whereas on a fender Rhodes, it is a mechanical keyboard which has an action so the keys are connected to longer hammers that hit metal tines that actually have little pickups that look like guitar pickups so they're you know copper poles with or no they're they're uh like probably nickel poles with uh, copper wiring wound around them that operate the exact same way that guitar pickups do, creating a magnetic field and mm-hmm. vibrates another tine um, that is actually the sound being produced. So it doesn't sound like it. Like it was kind of one of those two steps in between a uh, a mic'd ele- uh, piano. So mm-hmm. it, it <clears throat> you know it's it's a way of hearing a piano sound over a band. Yep. But it doesn't really sound like a piano. It uh-huh. sounds like a Fender Rhodes. Like it, it has was that own... their goal then in the first place? Was to do? I mean, do you know? To me, so much of like early instrument uh, development of stuff like that, especially when it comes to electric instruments, is trying to find a way to make it louder. Yeah, because right. you had bands. You're trying to get this over the bands. I mean, that's 
electric guitars. That's amps. Yep. That's the whole nine yards and arch top guitars and the whole thing mm-hmm. is okay. We like guitar with big bands, but an acoustic guitar can't working. compete yeah. with 15 horns, a drummer mm-hmm. and a bass player. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not working. So we have to figure out something else. And to me, that's kind of like what this was an evolution yeah. of was, okay, we have a piano player, but he's not loud enough. And so we need to, mm-hmm. you know, do this. Cause in this small club, the horn players are overpowering him and all this stuff. Um, but what you end up with is the Fender Rhodes that sounds completely unlike anything else. <laughs> it sounds like metal tines getting hit yeah. and it kind of has a bark to it that is, it's just so iconic. Like it, to me, it, I, I have a very distinct memory and one of the examples that I'm going to show of what this keyboard sounds like is a song by the album leaf called the Eastern glow or just mm-hmm. Eastern glow. Uh, and I remember sitting in my room one day listening to this song and thinking, what is that keyboard sound? Because like, I don't know how he's making that. Like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's a synth. I don't know what it is, but it's sound. I love the sound of that keyboard specifically. Yeah. And I just want to know how he's making that. So I did a lot of research or I didn't, I didn't have to do a lot of research. I did a little <laughs> bit of research and it was like, Oh, okay. So it's a Fender Rhodes piano. And then you can look up like countless YouTube clips of this kind of piano. And there's different sorts of models, but they're they're really not in production anymore like they they kind of stopped producing them really i think it was like the mid 80s Mm. um there were a couple of different series that came out at some different time periods and then i guess because now it's being synthesized more often than not so it's Mm. like what's really the point exactly people aren't really buying mechanical keyboards anymore because i mean so i i bought a Rhodes a few Mm -hmm. years ago again because i love the sound of it um it is extremely heavy (laughs) because and especially that would know probably because yeah. you have to move yeah i don't know if you got the pleasure of lifting that at any point specifically Not when sure. we were moving but when we moved into my house i had to move this and so the good thing is it breaks down into two pieces mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more manageable but each pound into each piece individually is at least 100 pounds, if not like mm-hmm. 150. The action of the keyboard is all in the top piece and with mm-hmm. the preamp and everything, and so mm-hmm. it's very heavy. And then the power amp and the speaker section is all in this big bottom cabinet yep. that is very large also. And Fender doesn't know how to make handles. Like, they put these dinky little leather strap <laughs> yeah. handles on all, like all of their amplifiers and everything. They always just put them in the middle of the top, and yeah. it's like, nobody carry, nobody can carry that by that. It hurts. It's not convenient it's at not all. It's not convenient <laughs> at all. Um, and they have the same kind of handles, but just like on the sides of the thing yeah. and, and not effective. It does nothing to <laughs> yeah. help you lift the thing. Um, but so this is a short excerpt of uh, Eastern Glow by the album Leaf. yeah that that's pretty much just the beginning of that song and it's just like a uh, kick drum and him playing uh sort of a a bass part on the fender roads so how much are you selling your roads for i'm not (laughs) selling at all i love that thing um it is it's like a late or or it's an early 70s model it's very heavy i love the sound of it though but even in that you can kind of hear like 
there's some imperfections to the yeah. sound. It's yeah. not just the straight tone. Like you can kind of hear a little bit of like mechanical noise mm-hmm. or like a slight bell tone even. Mm-hmm. And you can actually change sort of the tonality of them by mm-hmm. like tinkering with the insides and loosening or tightening certain springs and, and how you tune the piano to begin with and all of this stuff that sort of changes the tonality slightly. And some people will own compressors in front of them or mm-hmm. mine actually has an effects loop that I can plug other stuff oh, into. Cool. So you could add a looper or a delay pedal mm-hmm. or an mm-hmm. overdrive if you wanted or any anything kind of like that. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Um, and so for I, w- I wanted to pull another example that was probably like if a slightly more popular example. I, again, don't listen to a ton of popular music, so I can't like <laughs> pull a necessarily huge song. I know uh, the guy who plays keyboards for Dawes does mm-hmm. a lot of road stuff or he yeah. at least tours with one last time i saw him at the rhyme and he had a huge road sitting beside him so i mean power to that guy mm-hmm. he has a roadie who has the un- displeasure of the road the roadsy uh, that has the displeasure of moving that thing around um but they have a stage model that's not the whole like amp cabinet and everything it's yeah. a bit more manageable it's like the one that mute maths used to tour gotcha, with and yeah, stuff yeah. like that um but anyways so this is actually a song by death cab called brothers on a hotel bed i'm um, just the intro to that <laughs> and it's it's kind of a funny example too because it's not just a Rhodes. It's actually a Rhodes layered with a real piano. So you'll hear some of the real piano on top of it, but there's also a Rhodes kind of underneath. So it's like they're playing in unison the same thing. top indie section is the piano yeah mm-hmm. it's funny because yeah there's some like almost like buzzing kinds of bits or whatever that yeah. sounded like that's probably the roads part <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uh, with that one specifically it's a little harder to parse out mm-hmm. which you know what's what because yeah. i i feel like i could hear more of the piano than i could the roads mm-hmm. myself but also yeah. i'm not maybe as tuned into listening for that what's the thing is like yeah i've heard that song a million times and i would have never even thought like oh that's a roads i just oh. thought it was like an overdub yeah. piano with uh-huh. like a distortion effect on it mm-hmm. of some kind but mm-hmm. that's yeah. really neat yeah when they when they play live a lot it's a little bit more obvious because i think mm-hmm. the patch he used on his keyboard because he i mean they just tour with like a nord or whatever mm-hmm. and i think the patch that he used was just a Rhodes piano sound mm-hmm. for the whole track gotcha. and live. yeah um but yeah it's cool i mm-hmm. i just really love the sound of Rhodes pianos yeah. and again the whole reason i bought one was just because like i really love that sound and and you can buy again some keyboards have really great emulations of them nords specifically do have a really great Rhodes patch i know mm-hmm. a lot of the yamaha motif stuff is really good about mm-hmm. it some of the rollins have an all right one um it's it we are in a, a really good time period where <laughs> digital synthesization of sounds is actually getting really good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's not like in the 80s or early 90s where it was like, oh, yeah, you can. It sounds terrible, <laughs> uh, but you can, I guess. But. Yeah, my mom and I used to, we would listen to songs like on the way back from school or whatever. And if there was piano in the song or like cello or strings or whatever, just try to figure out like, like is, is real that real? Not? Is it not real? And some <laughs> yeah. of them were like, yeah. 
either it's real or it's very like well because it's you could also you know especially like strings or whatever mm-hmm. there's like the sounds themselves are okay sure. that are in there but the way the programming of it yeah. it feels very dead and like rah, rah, rah. Uh, strings are really hard especially if you want just like a solo string They're extremely yep. hard to emulate so yeah. extremely my, hard. um my friend wyatt uh he worked at an internship with a guy that did uh in a studio where the guy recorded uh i don't know a bunch of stuff whatever it doesn't matter um but one of the things that he was like most known for was doing good string parts like making string parts sound good that yeah. weren't live that like, were you mm-hmm. know yeah. um programmed and stuff um but what he did was the um uh word what's the word i'm trying to think of velocity of it oh, yeah. he used uh a MIDI flute to um, which all that it would do is instead of recording any of the notes to play it in, he would like program in all the notes and then just like essentially the harder he blows, the harder it Mm -hmm. like greater the velocity, the greater the velocity and stuff like that. So he was able to kind of control it that way as opposed to using like your hand on a fader to like move it up and down, which is, you know, a little bit like still better than using a mouse to move it around. But uh, but this way felt like really natural or whatever, which is that was really interesting to me that that yeah. was I a feasible way to do that. No, well, yeah, I, I don't know that I would have ever thought to use a, a MIDI flute no. or anything like that. I when I was in high school, I did a, a project that was like a composition project. Mm-hmm. And so I was programming in like piano parts and, and violin and cello parts. And yes, it. I spent a long time <laughs> finicky, like finicky, finicky uh velocity values of cellos and, and violin parts just trying to get them to sound like some semblance of normal <laughs> because it's yeah. so hard to make them not just sound like <laughs> i mean well, especially like awful. trying to change notes uh-huh. like there's no you can't put any sort of it, it sounds passionless i well, guess yeah. is the yeah. word because you don't get the like, like glissando in yeah. yeah there's no like hammer on value it's just nope. like Here's a note. Here's a note. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to do like a hammer on pull off thing. It's like, wanna, 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 wanna. Yeah. Strings are very hard to do MIDI. Some things are getting mm. really easy to do. Drums are getting. I, I think we Drums all just. Getting, they're better. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're pretty dang good right now actually and i think yeah. part of it is certain genres we've just gotten used to the way that midi drums sound that's because very accurate especially in metal man, they, they've been replacing drums for a long time yeah, yeah. even before they were like just uh, superior drummer is half of metal today before yeah. even that it's like we were still chopping up all of the kick drum parts and just yeah. replacing them with another sample anyways yeah yep. it's like we're recording this to do a a drum beat map or whatever mm-hmm. of this to just drop it and replace it all anyways mm-hmm. you know we could just do the whole thing in superior drummer <laughs> all right cool that's fine uh-huh. you know, i don't know it's no it's you're not funny. wrong at all it's yeah that's definitely one of those and i somebody found i can't remember there was a producer that did metal stuff specifically and uh someone found like his just the drum stems from some album or whatever yeah. And like listening to them outside of the context of the rest of the drums sounded like garbage, yeah. like sounded really bad. Yeah. But in the context of the rest of the song with, you know, super distorted guitars and screaming and stuff like just sounded really normal. Yeah. But like by itself, man, the snare sounded just really bad. Yeah, <laughs> It's a lot of components to any song. I mean, when you start breaking it apart, yeah. you, then you oh, notice sure. those imperfections. I mean, yeah. the, well, and even just the way that you mix things for it mm-hmm. to sound good mm-hmm. and the way you mix things for the whole song to sound good right. is very different. Yep. That's what makes, to me, what makes some, like starting out trying to track guitars very difficult mm. because you sit there and you like, 
listen to the guitar part you're playing and you're like, this sounds bad. And you make it sound good. And then once mm-hmm. you do that, you're like, okay, cool, this actually sounds good. And then you record the rest of your song and you realize, like, I can't hear the guitar part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's not mixed well for the rest of everything. It's mixed well to sound good by itself. Right. And that's a lot of things. You, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is a whole other discussion. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's it's getting to the point now where, like, we've gotten so good at emulating real authentic sounds that, yeah, for, I'd say the majority of popular music now can all be done on a keyboard. It can 100%. all be done in MIDI yeah. to the point where, like, the only <laughs> real reason that, or the only reason that you would want or need to use authentic instruments is because you're a purist. Like, <laughs> you don't need, I mean, honestly, drum kits are becoming not a thing of the past, but like, you know, drum machines have all but replaced them in popular music in mm-hmm. hip-hop, in recording, and pop at least. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even some of my favorite bands use more drum machines than, than a real kit. Yeah. Now, like when they play live or something, it's, it's yeah. still easier to have a drummer oh, sure. than like a pre-programmed yeah. thing or whatever. But yeah, especially then hiring an uh, actual robot. I've heard well, that exactly. gets really yeah. difficult. Hiring one of those robots. Yeah. Teaching the little Roomba how to like, play the drums. Mm. Man, like, they just fall over. Yeah. Just can't hold drums very Roomba, well. A Roomba sounds like a musical instrument. It sounds like it should be. Well, a marimba. A marimba. A marimba. This is my marimba. My marimba. That's a song. Had a first name. But even like some of the music that I write, it's easier. I mean, I don't remember the last time I actually hooked up you know, six or seven mics to a drum kit and recorded drums. I, I think it was when you were over my house. Probably <laughs> when I was over at Parker's doing music. Which is right here. <laughs> but it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, it it's not really the case of like what's easier or harder. It's easier to do things in MIDI. Oh, sure. It's it's easier that way. And I mean, yeah. like a lot of professional artists will use Because you can fix it also. I think that's exactly. the biggest thing it's is easily for fixable. post reasons. It's because yeah. like, even like if I had all the mics to be able to set up at my house, which I theoretically do, mm-hmm. and just left them set up, it would take me less time to record myself playing it all, like playing through the whole song once than to mm-hmm. MIDI the whole song sure. by a ton. But if I had to fix anything, yeah. like if or does if that you mean don't I play it perfectly the first time? Right, exactly. Then I have to record like it that. more and yeah. more times. Which I mean, typically you'd assume at least three or four times to record mm-hmm. it to to get a good take, um, or to get stuff to mix together to make a good take. But then mm-hmm. if the sounds weren't really good, then yeah. you have to go back, you know, to scratch there. So it's like, ooh. yeah, a lot of factors. Yep, a lot of factors. But going back to synthesizers, yeah, yeah synthesizer yeah. <laughs> nowadays means something totally different than it did 30, sure. 40 years ago. Oh, maybe. sure. Back in the eighties, like a synthesizer was the fake instrument at least that's the way like my mind always thinks like that's that's a fake instrument mm-hmm. that sounds like a robot doesn't mean that anymore which yeah. is why i think when i hear synthetic oil that mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's no. bad oil it's it's bad like, no oil. it's actually yeah. that's good right, right. <laughs> right. exactly it's like it's fake it's fabricated like uh-huh. this was done on a computer but um the going back to what you were talking about earlier uh kind of leads me into my next one i'll talk about this one next i'm going out of order again yeah but uh a lot of music is done very very well and it's comprised of all synthesizers like i said i'd i'd be willing to argue that the majority of popular music nowadays like the big pop artists are Mm -hmm. doing everything midi or on synthesizers or they're using them to a tremendous extent that no one ever used them before but and it works because it it fools me i mean i <laughs> couldn't tell you if like taylor swift was using a real drummer on her latest song or whatever but um what uh, there there are a lot of bands who are using these 
fake instruments and doing a very good job at it and composing like really beautiful and incredible music. So uh, yeah, keeping with the whole piano thing, I wanted to bring up LCD Sound System because they're one of the best bands that does this. I mean, they're made up of a bunch of people who are in love with analog synths. And (laughs) that's something that like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I would have never ever even ventured to listen to that. Uh Uh-huh. Because like I could I can deal with a piano player in the band, sure. but if you got a band made of just nobody but like like uh, who's the the robot guys Def Punk yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> no that wasn't that wasn't my bag at all <laughs> but uh, when I when I got like LCD Sound System really helped me branch out into that kind of music and realize like oh wow there's a whole lot of talent going on here and the production of these instruments is mind-bogglingly insane. Uh, so I wanted to take one of their songs from their album Sound of Silver called Someone Great. And this album or this song is made up of nothing but analog synthesizers and vocals. Uh, there's really no other instrument. There's no bass. There's no guitar. Um, but like listening to this song for the first time, you'll notice like uh, it starts from the beginning with just like a drum pad going on. And then it just kind of like each layer builds on top of it. But each synth that's happening sounds so different than the last thing, even though it's all coming from like the same instrument. Mm -hmm. And that was just a big revelation to me to be like, oh, this is all done using basically a fake piano. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, uh, like I'm I'm making their their instruments sound bad. Like they're using moves (laughs) and like like really, really really expensive and crazy intricate like analog sense um mm-hmm. but yeah so take a listen to the song and uh i don't know hopefully you'll like it There's like three or four more layers that kind of build up on top of uh-huh. that before the vocals come in, but yeah, it's just it's neat to think about like that's really really groovy and and like each I mean you got your bass line mm-hmm. you got your like I guess sort of main melody which hadn't like really kicked into that part but go listen to the whole song it's really good. Um, in fact, I think I talked about a while ago like the this album has like the greatest like three songs in a row that I've ever heard on an album hmm. and this is the middle one. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to think like, you know, this this kind of music was being made in like the early mid 2000s and that like synthesizers had come so far yeah. from like their humble beginnings. Yeah. It reminds me of a bunch of video game music type stuff. It oh, is sure. it's very yeah. gamey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's yeah, it's all the kind of like sawtoothy wave uh-huh. stuff sounds mm-hmm. very bit crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's so interesting to me too because so much of that could have been done Mm-hmm. In the like seventies and eighties, because the te- it's a lot of right. the same technology right. that they were using. They just but people weren't... were scared to do it. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's that mentality of like, well, we can't do that because nobody will listen to mm-hmm. it or something like that. Um, Moog actually has like videos on YouTube where they they'll invite artists to their like Moog lab mm-hmm. where they just have a bunch of their synths available and yeah. artists will come in and record little like yeah uh, kind of like a tiny desk sort of thing but yeah. it's just in their studio with a lot of the new Moog things like mm-hmm. New Math's done it Toro has one that's not great um, Sylvanesso like had the one. possibilities with a Moog synth are endless you can do a lot you can yeah. do like you can make anything out of that I mean <laughs> and it's 
Like it's just this little, you know, I mean, they can be gigantic, but they can yeah. also just be really small, compact mm-hmm. little keyboards. Yep. The little sub fatties. That, yeah. <laughs> so I think you can just flip a couple knobs and like make this opus of yeah. a song <laughs> is crazy. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It still gets me. Mm-hmm. It's still really neat to think about. But mm-hmm. that was my second one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, my last one is gonna go out pretty well from there. Uh, it's Mute Math, <laughs> like we kind of mentioned whoop, whoop. earlier, and um, I think I've told the story before of how this album was Ashley's least favorite, and I listened to Mute Math in secret because she liked them a lot and came back and was like, I didn't know this one specifically was her least favorite, but I knew one of them she didn't really like, yeah. and I was like, Yeah, I really like Armistice, and she's like, Oh, you're honey. kidding, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like. No, I like it a lot. She's like, I don't like Armistice. I was like, oh. Which, in retrospect, I think she's realized was not that she didn't like it. doesn't really matter. She yeah. just <laughs> didn't like it at the time that it came out. It was, yeah. you know, compared yeah, to their I'm first sure. album and stuff. I, I definitely had more fondness for their first album yeah. and, and everything like that. But um, this song specifically was song still my favorite is song. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, I think this song and the last song in the album, Burden, I yeah. think those two are. <laughs> Top notch. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, here goes this one just from the beginning. It's clipping from um, by Mute Math from the album Armistice. So I'll just start from the beginning. I think that so yeah what I kind of wanted to show was that like contrast of the mm-hmm. and then like kind of how aggressive that is mm-hmm. but also it feels like a weird mix of aggressive and kind of restrained at the same yeah. time where um I guess because it only kind of like opens up that like it's the envelope that filter of, yeah, yeah. yeah. it only gets a really harsh attack when it opens up like mm-hmm. that but and most just of the time it's second. just sort of washy but then the contrast of that and then the piano part mm-hmm. especially that has kind of like the high pass or the low pass on it no yeah, well, it's a high song. pass because it's just high high end for the most part. Yeah. It's not a lot of low. Um, but like, and it's kind of like opening up or whatever mm-hmm. as well. And it's so calm and nice and pretty and it's beautiful and I love it. Yeah. The chorus is also really good. We just didn't get there yet. <laughs> animal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like it's we really just said animal. Yeah. Animal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, as soon as I saw that one on your list, I was like, dang, that's a good pick. Because <laughs> that's one of those things, like, that little piano part that comes in later, I, I learned that specifically because it was yeah. just like, this is a really cool part that I just think is really cool. And yeah. Paul Meany's cool because he plays that and sings and does other things at he the same time. very so. cool. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. He's a cool dude. Uh, yeah. I want to be like him. My, my nephew, uh, every now and then, will just go, cool dude because <laughs> he's not even three yet and so he just like cool dude is one of his new phrases uh-huh. that he really likes saying oh my so that's really yeah 
I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I mean, MuMath does great uh, synth things and keyboard things and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost grabbed something off of Vitals, uh, but oh, it was yeah. hard to... Because that whole album is very synth-heavy oh, sure. and in a great way. Um, but I just didn't know what exactly to bring off of there. And then I found this one again. I was like, who? Yeah. Here it is. There's the song. I found it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah. my that's my last one. Cool. For my last one, I also picked a synth part. Um, it's really kind of more of a synth solo um so the band snarky puppy has a song called lingus and i would recommend that you get on youtube and just watch the whole video of them playing it for so many reasons um a because uh cory henry i think is his name uh the keyboard player yes yeah yeah cory henry is ridiculous Uh, he takes a solo towards the back end of this song Holy jeez, it is amazing. Have you seen the video? <laughs> I think it's him that I'm thinking of, of him playing as like a six-year-old at this church or whatever. Oh, I don't know if I it's, have. It's insane. He's just, it's, I mean, he's playing like, um, it's like just like organ. a gospel yeah. kind of thing and he's playing, he's got these tiny little six-year-old hands and he's playing these like octaves and stuff yeah. like, <laughs> you know, on the lower end. Mm-hmm. And he's, this is a tiny little kid. Yeah. Like, Dude's a monster. Ridiculous. Um, we're going to find it after we're done. Yeah. Just saying. Just half the fun of this song and watching them play this song uh, is during his solo section. I mean, the, it's pretty much just him for a good amount of it. I mean, there's like a drummer that's keeping time and some other lower instruments are just kind of keeping a pulsing... Uh, essentially chord progression and he just sort of does a thing and he does it real big and watching everybody else in the band react to what he's doing is a lot of fun and sometimes it it gives me like feelings about just Uh the camaraderie of all of them as they get really excited about how crazy this thing that he's doing is and like their other keyboard player is just like shaking his head the whole time and eventually like gets up and goes and sits in the audience because he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I yep. can't do this. So like <laughs> it's it's incredible. Ooh. And we can't listen to the whole solo right now because it's literally like three minutes long. Um because he starts it and then pretty much just goes to the end of the song. Not mm-hmm. like consistently, like the band comes back in and he yeah. takes some shorter breaks and whatnot. But he is legitimately amazing because he's playing two keyboards at once and just kind of not really looking at either of his hands and doing amazing things. Yep. And so mm-hmm. here's like the beginning of it and definitely go check out this song. It's a fantastic song, uh, even re- regardless. Whacked out tones going on. (laughs) Yeah, he's wild. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I could definitely tell exactly what time signatures all of that was. It was easy to follow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that whole song's the front end of it is extremely groovy. Uh And then they start that section and it's like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you just get so focused on Corey Henry being ridiculously amazing uh-huh. that you're fine with it it's like i don't i don't even care anymore just like how uh-huh. do you do this take me away Corey. take me away Corey. And wrap me, me up in your strong arms <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> your strong Corey arms <laughs> 
yeah no it's it's amazing go check it out yeah mm-hmm. it's also just got that really nice like soft tone to it, mm-hmm. it like a winter's morn a winter's morn <laughs> like waking up on christmas to a fresh snowfall out of curiosity maybe chad maybe you'd know um when a keyboard patch says electric piano like that's mm-hmm. i mean that's a sound for sure yes, for sure does is that emulating a specific because it's not a whirly exactly but it's well, close to yeah. a whirly sometimes it could be either a Rhodes or a whirly or okay. something kind of like mm-hmm. that uh, again in some of those songs when you listen to a Rhodes you'll hear almost like a bell to- a right. bell tone yeah. happening and depending on how you voice the Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, internally when you're like working on it you gotcha. can make it have more or less of that bell okay. tone which that's kind of what the electric piano thing oftentimes yeah. has is like a soft mm-hmm. uh, a softened kind of bell tone sort sure. of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah almost a really like cheesy it's kind of sound harsh. to it yeah. love it but <laughs> the, the barkiness is generally what people like think yeah. of as the Rhodes tone uh-huh. but mm-hmm. yeah toy cool toy I'll take us home with the classic. Take us yeah. home, oh, Maddie Rolls. Take us home, Country Roads. <laughs> Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, uh, the the last one I wanted to go with was the first one I wanted to talk about, but it's. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> here we are. So it's probably my favorite uh, bit of piano. I don't know, like I don't know what's called piano. It's not really a riff. Um, but like I, I wanted to talk about it because it's a lick. Kiss. It's some yeah. Rolling it's Stone. Kiss. Wait, there you go. Yeah, it's Rolling Stones is the mouth. Yeah, but Kiss, kiss has a tongue. Is so they sure who's do. Who's to say? Um, who's to say? <laughs> it's, it's the cow licks. Mm, it's those guys. Salt um, But anyways, I wanted to talk about this because I, I don't know. Like what? Partially, what amazes me about the piano is that a I don't really know how to play it aside from like basic chords. So when I hear somebody doing like crazy intricate chords, like with one hand and then maybe like a lead line with the other, or just like this insane chord progression, I'm just astounded by that every time. And it just, how does your brain work? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wait, how did you form that? Like what made you think of that chord structure? Cause like, you know, coming from a a background where I play guitar, I feel like it, while it's not really limited, like my, choices for chords to go to like a, a good chord progression are pretty limited uh while still writing like a coherent mm. um you know melodic song um because i don't i don't know jazz really at all i know very few like you know complex jazz chords but like especially on the piano like you can there's so many different variations of you know bass chords that you can do that when i hear somebody like putting those together in this amazing like piece of music like like classical music or just something where maybe it's not the most intricate like you're not moving your fingers at the speed of lightning (laughs) but like you're just like holding down some really nice and like well fit together chords i don't know that's just it it makes me very very happy and Mm -hmm. it makes me like jealous that i didn't think of that first (laughs) but my my favorite chord progression probably of all time like regardless of what instrument it's played on is the great gig in the sky by pink floyd and it's on the album dark side of the moon and it's rick wright is the piano player and he wrote this as the beginning beginning of the song uh it's in sort of a different key than the rest of the song is um which we'll hear like a little bit after the the piano starts the song out and it's pretty much just that some slide guitar and once the full band kicks in we're kind of in a in a different key um but just like the beginning of this i Every time I listen, I've heard this song over a hundred times in my life because, I mean, everyone knows the album Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. It's 
Totally. Pretty pretty iconic. Everybody knows it. Except for you two guys <laughs> in this room. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I know I, yeah, of no, it. Yeah, I know of it. I've I don't think I've songs off of it. Yeah. Never all the way through. Well, yeah. honestly, I mean, like, it's it's a classic for a reason. Like, yeah. it's, I, I don't know, I look, a lot of, I look at a lot of the classic albums, like, I don't know, Boston or something like that, and I'm like, eh, yeah, it's radio, whatever. Like, <laughs> But Dark Side of the Moon was just a, a really good album yeah. where mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, one winning song that just right. stood out. But, um... I mean, every song stands out, and it's awesome. But it's it's a classic for a reason, and I think this is partially why. I think Rick Wright was one of the most underrated piano players for a band uh, ever because he has some incredibly beautiful things that he does. But uh, take a listen to the first 30 or so seconds of Great Gig in the Sky and just, like, let the let the chord transitions, like, Wash sink in. Over you. They're very, very, very good. They're very, very, very good. Very song is pretty much a masterpiece i don't know i feel like i, I can't say much more about it than i've said a million times before but I mean, just, you know you guys aren't super familiar with that song yeah that song has one of the best vocal parts of all time it's just it's just vocals mm-hmm. like oohs and ahs there's no lyrics to the song um apart from what the old man was saying in the beginning the old man was saying some words. Yeah, he words. said some words. He was quite an old man. <laughs> but, I mean, just everything about that song is, is just so brilliantly done, and everything about that album is brilliant, but that's that's my favorite just chord progression mm-hmm. right there is because it never really goes back to a solid, like, right. it just keeps elevating and moving along mm-hmm. while never, like, sticking to, like, it's not a four-chord progression. It right. never goes back to the root, um, but it always just, like, it's always a variant on something that was played before. Yeah, which is just really neat in my opinion. So, yeah. nice. I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was quite nice, as it were. Yeah, but um, there's about a billion and a half other things we could talk about with piano. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We'll probably do a part two eventually. I think we will need to if we want to cover mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll just take that as it comes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Part two's not today. That's for sure. It's not <laughs> today. You Not thought you had it, but you didn't. <laughs> Got him. Razzling. Got him. Razzle-dazzle. Got him. Give him the old razzle-dazzle. Hopefully you learned something. I know I did. Ah, man, uh, I hope so. I just like how much we riff <laughs> off. Like We're like, oh, we'll go with this for a while. And yeah. it's just like, just it's kind of like we're falling downstairs and not able to land the plane all at the same time. And like, yeah. But then it's also like we're climbing back up those stairs so we can try to fall down them yeah, again. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. 
Yep. It's very silly. Like a classic Three Stooges bit where they, you know, the one yeah, where they yeah, just yeah, fell yeah, down yeah, the stairs and just <laughs> over and over. <laughs> they just fell down them and then like they're falling down an escalator. Up the stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was rolling a, down an escalator. That's a Dimitri Martin thing, I think. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Fell down an escalator the other day. It was it took me an hour and a half to get down or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's oh, good man. stuff. Dimit- that's good old job. Dimitri Martin. It made me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he it? Should, he should get some money. Uh, and no, it didn't. I'm looking yeah. at the waveforms right now, and you laughed zero. Ooh. Ooh. I lied. Offended. Let the record show. <laughs> I lied. That's what we have to say about piano stuff. Yeah. So if you have some things you want to get off your chest um, about your life, maybe your dad is being a jerk, and maybe he's making you mow the lawn, and you don't want to. And said, you want to play piano. It's, yeah. And you said, yeah. I want to play piano. And he's like, not until you mow the lawn and do the dishes. <laughs> And write your mom a uh, card for her birthday. Which you should do anyways. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need your dad to tell you. Moms are important. Kids, moms are important. kids moms? don't remember their mom's birthdays. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Man. Yeah, I, right. I can't remember if I've told this on the podcast before, but there was one day that it was Mother's Day, and I forgot at the beginning of the day, I was like 15 or something like that, and my dad was like, hey, have you t- told mom happy Mother's Day yet? And I was like, no. But then I wanted it to be like really like authentic and me yeah. not say it because he told me to. So I didn't find a moment the whole day where it felt quote unquote like not authentic or whatever yeah. and mm. just missed the whole day. And then like the next day was like, that mm. was dumb. I should have <laughs> just found a time and then it would have been great it's anyway. We talked about, you know, so lesson to you all. <laughs> Sometimes just do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. You it's know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to do the right thing. Sometimes you got to do the wrong thing, even in in the eyes of somebody else. You know, like mm. like Batman. We um, learn from our mistakes, and then sometimes Batman beats you up because you made a mistake <laughs> to him. Cool. You have failed the city. You know, yeah. What was that about landing the plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our email is joyouseclectic at gmail dot com. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, please do. Please do. Um, I'm please very do. lonely. Shoot us a chat. Yes, we're we're all very lonely. <laughs> we actually don't talk to each other outside of these two hours nope, every never. Monday. Nope. Um, Definitely not for like an hour beforehand. <laughs> I had a pretty lonely weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Although I got to, I got to watch. You got to have lunch with me, you loser! Oh shoot, that was this weekend. Lunch together. My days just bleed together. I was on call. I couldn't do anything. So, (laughs) hey, do you want to go to lunch last Saturday? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, Although we are going, Matt's starting trivia night. Um, You're hosting that. Yeah. Hey, if you're in uh, the if you're in the town, um, Mm -hmm. I'm doing uh, trivia. That's all the information you get. Yep. So I don't yeah. care if you show up. Or Figure not. it out. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyways, yeah, reach out to us on the, the, the tweeter. Uh, that's what it's called, right? That's the, the one. The Insta photo. You got it. And the uh, MySpace page. Yep. Uh, we're yeah, on all close those. Close enough. Yeah. Those are all pretty close to <laughs> terms of legitimate. They know what I'm talking yeah. about. We're on, we're on Chapsnat. Um <laughs> <laughs> old chap snap that sounds awful like i love it but that sounds like a whole we're different not, kind of ball game we're not actually on snapchat that or chap snap or chap snap probably exists out there uh, the first thing that came to my mind was grab a goose and i that's not a thing either i so. do like grab a goose <laughs> I don't what's, know what it would what's be. What's grab a goose? I don't. Well, it's like where there's a goose, but like it's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for oh. listening. Bye. 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 Bye.